Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson, brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefiresocial.com slash podcast. Hi, Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Today, as we do in all of the sessions with Remodeling Mastery, we're going to be sharing some insights, some thoughts, some sort of ways to look at your business, I think, slightly differently. And today's focus I'm going to get into today is really talking about three key ingredients for success. Now, as we moved into the recessionary times, quite frankly, in 2004, 2005, it really wasn't hard for almost any business out there during those go-go times to experience certainly a relatively high degree of success. Certainly with the phone ringing, sales were relatively simple at that time. Yes, business and labor and those kind of things were maybe a little bit of a challenge in growth, certainly issues. However, when we moved into the recessionary times, I wrote a column titled Survival of the Fittest. And I was really talking about during those recessionary times, 2009, 2010, just surviving in business was something that you needed to feel a certain degree of pride. Three out of five remodeling businesses are out of business in the first five years, but what's scarier is nine out of ten are out of business in ten years. So it's really important that you not only focus, I think, on trying to stay in business, but also taking it to the next level in terms of growth and stability. Now, as I travel around the country and certainly have been for many, many years, and I see those businesses out there, even in recessionary times, uh, having degrees of success, in some cases double-digit growth, what I really study and try to break apart is what are some of those key ingredients that I see that they have? Well, they really fall into three key, key areas. The first one is they have the right mindset. The second one is they're fundamentally fit, i.e. they're in good shape. And the third is they change. They realize that if they're not changing, that business will in fact become irrelevant. So what I want to do is I want to unpack and have you understand each one of these because these are common denominators, whether it's a big company or a small company, whether it's a full service or design builder, specialty company. These are key indicators that I see out there that are really, really key to not only have today, certainly in the better uh, recovery times, but also to really instill in the culture of your organization to have to really make it through all the times and continue to see success and growth. So let me just talk about the first one, and that's having the right mindset. Henry Ford had a quote that I think was really, really relevant for these companies, and that is, if you think you can or think you can't, you're right. It all starts with your believing you having the right mindset. Mindset, however, needs to be unpacked and broke upon in many, many ways. It's not just about group hugs and high fives. It's also uh, about other factors. So let's just start by talking a little bit about mindset. The first element is that you have to have the right work ethic. You know, those businesses out there that were having the right work ethic that realize when it's tougher out there, you got to work harder. I oftentimes would ask them, how 
easy was it or how much more difficult during the recessionary times was it than the go-go times of 2004, 2005? And they would say, as polling some of these companies, about 50% harder. Now, I would go back and ask them how much harder they're working. They're working substantially harder. And then I would ask some of those companies that were struggling and saying, woe is me during those recessionary times. And yes, they said it was harder, but they were only working 5 or 10% harder. So you have to adopt, I think, a work ethic that is very, very much part of the mindset. And if you don't have individuals in your company that have those work, that work ethic, then you really need to examine that carefully. The second one is, in fact, the positive attitude. You know, a good friend of mine up in the Northwest in 2009, 2010 grew his business about 14, 15%. And I asked him, how did you do it? All the other businesses in the area were going down double digit. And he said it was all about positive attitude. He said, I grew my business that degree because we don't allow to have a negative attitude in our business. If I see any negative attitude, I send them home for three days. And that eliminates the cancer and the negative attitude in business. You know, positive attitude is really something that you have to manage and grow in your business. Certainly the media doesn't help us out because they are fueled by this notion of negative attitude. You know, I actually, as we moved into the recessionary time, stopped watching the evening news, stopped having CNN telling me how I and how we should feel about business and the opportunities out there. You know, it's really critical for you to maintain that positive attitude because your, your individuals in your company certainly need it. Another element of mindset is what I would call synergistic thinking. One common denominator between those companies out there that are really having success, good or bad times, is they believe business is a team sport, not a solo sport. They think synergistically. They listen to the dissonant voices. They listen to different elements in the business to be able to grow and improve. The fourth element that I want to touch on when it comes to having the right mindset in these businesses is that they have the right cadence and pace. You know, business today is faster than it was in the past. You have to step that up. But you also have to be sensitive when it comes to the culture and your clients' buying processes. They're not all on this high-speed chase that you, the owner, might be on. So you've got to be a master of cadence, a master of pace within your business to have the right mindset. The second element, besides having the right mindset in business, is it's got to be fundamentally fit. Now, I wrote my book, How Fit Is Your Business, wrapped around this subject and taking you through a fitness checkup, just like going to the doctor and having your cholesterol and blood pressure checked. But business fitness is really, really critical. You know, today, and I would say even in the, in the better times we're in, we're out there in business today climbing the Rocky Mountains, not strolling the Shenandoahs like it was, I think, in 2003, 2004. It's really critical if you're going to be climbing the Rocky Mountains that your business is in shape. 
And as you think about the business being in shape, you've got to break it into the parts. Just like when it comes to your personal health and fitness, you've got to look at your, your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your stamina. You've got to look at all those sort of elements when it comes to your health and not just one or the other. Ten of those elements that I unpacked in a lot of details within your business are you've got to know your numbers. You know, you've got to review and study those carefully. You've got to be focused on the processes. The leadership has got to be an ongoing sort of attention within your organization. You've got to focus on the team. You've got to focus on the product. At the end of the day, too, it's about profitability and results. But don't forget about the level of stress and reputation. And it's also important as a criteria to look at your business fitness in terms of how well you're positioned. And certainly not the least either is your strategic relationships if you want to grow and be healthy. So by looking at your business in terms of the level of fitness, you can be able to determine which one of these do I need to put some focus on. I know years ago when I went to the doctor and he told me my cholesterol was high but my blood pressure was in a very, very good range, I needed to focus on improving my cholesterol levels. Otherwise, he was going to have to give me medication if, if I didn't improve that score by the time I came back. So that's what I did. I, I focused on my diet. I focused on exercising a little bit more, and I got that particular indicator down. When it comes to your business health and fulfillment, I think it's the same thing. The third element that I think is key to success that I see in these businesses is that they are changing. You know, a friend of mine who won an Entrepreneur of the Year, in his acceptance speech, he said something that was one of these moments of truth. And that is, if a business is not changing, it will become irrelevant. And I remember when he said that, it was one of these moments, I said, oh my goodness, becoming irrelevant is the ultimate insult. It's the insult to your clients, to your product. It's an insult to your team. It's an insult to yourself and to your family. So what it said to me was change is not an option. It's not an option whether you're going to adjust or change. You can't just say we, this is how we always did it. You've got to make change part of your DNA. But the challenge, I think, for a lot of businesses is they don't – Understand what needs to change in the business. You know, a great way to think about this subject is compare back, say, in the pre-recessionary times to today. In the pre-recessionary times, your clients, when you go out and see them, would just say, just go do it. Why? Of course, because we, they saw appreciation in their home. Just go do it. Where now they want to discuss it. They want to savor it. They want to think about it. Now, that's frustrating to you that they want to think about it, but that is, in fact, the process that you're going to. Many of the best remodeling businesses out there have just discuss it or just think about it contracts. You know, in the past, your homeowners were willing to take risk. Now they want to reduce risk. So are you really selling? Are you really adjusting your product and services wrapped around the subject of risk? It's pretty scary out there, and those that are helping the client reduce the risk. In the past, the client would somehow, some way find you, whether it's personal referrals, seeing a job sign, a truck. Today, you have to get out there, and you have to find the client. You have to be more of a hunter than a farmer. You have to go and look for the client. You've got to get out there and do it in a high-tech kind of manner. 
you know, today I think your, your level of transparency is greater than ever. You've got to really leverage social media. You've got to manage your reputation. You've got to focus today more than ever on sort of the level of technologies when it comes to your, your business and your reviews and your reputation has got to be a priority in your organization. Before the recessionary, you could just follow the fantasy. And what I mean by that, a client would call you and the project would grow from a kitchen to a deck to a waterfall to opening up and replacing doors and windows and doing all these wonderful things where today you have to be the voice of reason. You have to control that fantasy. You've got to break it apart. You've got to say to the client at the end of that fantasizing session at their home at the first meeting, you know, projects fall into three categories, Mary and John. There's the things that you have to do because you can't let your house die. They're the things that you want to do, which is why you called me out for this visit today of things that you need to respond to your family and your lifestyle. Then there's those longer term sort of the, the, uh, the master plan type activities. You know, let's focus on those things that you have to do and maybe some of those things that you want to do. But let's create a plan sort of for the whole uh, concept here. The last element, I think, when it comes to change is this whole notion you've got to focus on, on how the client is buying today, not just what they're buying. And what I mean by that, in the past, you could focus on the kitchen, the parts, the countertops, the powder room, the deck, the finishes, all the what's, the what's, the what in terms of the design, what in terms of the, of the technical aspects. But today, don't forget about how the client is buying. Don't forget, as I said earlier, about the pace that they want to buy. Don't forget, some clients want to buy a la carte, order off the menu. Some clients want all you can eat. It varies. You have to be able to respond to how the client wants to buy. Your client today wants to control the process. And if you can control the controller, you're going to be more successful. So in summary, you've got to focus on having the right mindset. You've got to have a fundamentally fit business. And third, you've got to adjust and change. And if you're any one or two of those and you lack the third, you probably will fall short. So while they don't all fit together really nicely in a line, I do think it's important that you focus on all three of those legs to the stool if you want to be successful. Those are your key ingredients. And I think if you can focus on those today, you'll be positioned very nicely, certainly this year, but also I think positioned well for the future. Thank you for joining me today. Take care. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com slash podcast.